We've invited one of our most inspiring guests ever back, Ann Ferris, who's going to talk about how she's leveled up over the last year, not just on Amazon, but with some lifestyle and mindset strategies that have transformed her entire outlook. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Did you know that Amazon sometimes loses or damages some of your inventory? Usually, they reimburse you for this, but sometimes they might miss things. That's where Refund Genie comes in. What Helium 10's Refund Genie does is we go check out your reports and see if Amazon owes you any money, and then we give you the reports that you need to submit to Amazon so that you can get your money back. If you haven't run this, you could have hundreds, if not thousands of dollars that Amazon might owe you, especially if you've never used this before and you sell a lot on Amazon. So to find out more information, go to h10.me forward slash Refund Genie. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon world. We've got my sister from another mister back on the show, Ann Ferris, coming to us from Costa Rica. How's it going, Ann? Hi, Bradley. I'm good, thanks. Sister from another mister. I like that. I like it. Yep. So this is not the first time you've been on the podcast. Uh, so if anybody has not heard her first episode, I highly recommend just going ahead and pausing right now and going back. It was probably one of the most popular episodes we've had out of 275 episodes here. It's the number is 145. So go search for that, guys. 145, super, super inspiring story. You don't know how many messages I got, you know, and, you know, thanking me for having you on the show because people related uh, to what you were saying, you know, about living in the corporate world and then just not finding fulfillment in life and, and not seeing the room for the family. And then, you know, the steps that you took to kind of remedy that were really inspiring to a lot of people. So, uh, guys, go back. Episode 145. It's one of those can't miss episodes. But um, we're not going to go over everything again today uh, that we did there. But I definitely want to catch up with you because it's been like a year and a half since you've been on the podcast. And Shoot, I think the world has changed just a little bit <laughs> in the last year and a half. Just just a little bit, you think, uh, Anne? Just a little. I mean, actually, I remember it, exactly where I was doing that podcast because it was full quarantine lockdown, like borders shut everywhere, mm -hmm. all the shops closed. Um, and we were fortunate enough to get uh, have the option because we were there when everything locked down to stay at this jungle lodge on a working ranch. Um, they closed down and it was just me and my ex and the kids and, and the family who owns it and then the workers. And so we're in the middle of the jungle on this farm and I had to sit in one spot to get Wi-Fi. Um, and, and I did the podcast. Yep. I learned a lot being I there. And at least the world is a little more open now than, than it was at that time. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Now, you know, the people who I've been talking to who, who are Amazon sellers, which obviously most of my guests are Amazon sellers, you know, for a lot of people, sales were really up during during the pandemic because the kind of thing that they that they sold was was something that you know, more people were buying. There was other people who were way down like, um, you, you you know, Cara from uh, the UK. Yes. Love Cara. She's a fire Yeah. So like her, she, she was talking how she was way down, you know, like like her sales were way down. What about you? Uh with your product line, did, did, did it stay the same? Did it go up the last year? Did it go down? Well, during 2020, um, I was still in seven figures, but my sales were a little bit down. And But that was mainly due 
to Amazon, you know, I did not have an essential product. So there were those, you know, few weeks that we were not mm-hmm. allowed to send inventory. And then, um, we, because of the storage limits and Amazon took six weeks to check in $300,000 of inventory over to, uh, shipments. I was out of oh. stock. So I missed prime day last year. Um, and I was out of stock for a long time. Luckily my product that was, you know, my main listing that had, um, a lot of historical data. So thank goodness when I did get my inventory back in after prime day, my ranking, uh, bounced back really quickly, but I was freaking out because, you know, that's the kind of thing that can kill a business. Absolutely. Yeah. So then have you been affected by any of these other inventory? Cause you know, obviously in the last year there has been various different kinds oh. of inventory restrictions that Amazon has been imposing, whether it's that 200 limit for new items or the overall limit or your IPI minimum went down, or now it's, you know, it's the size tier restrictions. Uh, which ones ha- has a- a affected you the most, would you say? Oh my goodness. Amazon is so annoying <laughs> this year. Um, <laughs> luckily, you know, I, I have been this year, my sales are kind of, they're, they're back up. So they're higher than they were last year, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Um, but yeah, the things that have affected me, the 200 limit storage limit for new products, even though I was launching new products, didn't hit me too hard because my new products are made in the U.S. But for my uh, for my main product, which has a ton of variations, that's made in China. And so those the inventory storage limits are killing me. And the thing right now, Bradley, they are recommending, you know, where it says um, on the homepage, you know, restock, uh, suggested yeah. restock. It's telling me they're suggesting on on certain SKUs that I restock a thousand units to twelve hundred units. Um, and when I but I have limited restock. I was only able, I sent in a C shipment. This is so ridiculous of 500 units because they mm-hmm. wouldn't let me send more. And I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh my God, you know why it, it's just, it, it's not related to sales data sometimes, but I think all of these challenges, you know, what it does serve to do is make us more resilient, not only more resilient sellers, but more resilient human beings. And, you know, something that I say, um, all the time to my kids, to my ex, to entrepreneurs is, you know, that the main quality, in my opinion, that defines a successful human, successful being happy, fulfilled, you know, Mm -hmm. um, great in business and great in life is, is resiliency. It's not how smart you are. It's not how much money you have, you know, it's not how educated you are. It's your ability to face challenges and bounce back from those challenges and come back even stronger. So Absolutely. You know, I think all of this is reminding us, you know, that we really have to keep on top of things. We have to keep our business tight. We have to know exactly where things are and where they're going. Amazon has also been like losing so much of my inventory. So I have to stay on top of that, make sure they pay me for it because my products are expensive. Um, And I also think it's very important to have a backup, you know, when you get to the stage um, that you can. So for me, it was like, now I don't remember how long, maybe two years ago, I built an e-commerce website. Just, it was very basic. I didn't spend a lot of money on it and it was only for my main product line. Um, but I built a site on Shopify and I did not drive any traffic, right? Like none, Mm -hmm. but, um, I have a YouTube channel and I do video tutorials and stuff. And that channel is pretty popular. And then I'm also on, you know, some lists of like, you know, baby lists, things like that, um, for, for products, for, for moms, like in, in registries and stuff. So when I wasn't able to send things to Amazon um, and I was out of stock during the full, you know, pan, like start of the pandemic, they, I, yeah. my website orders jumped up and those were a lot cheaper. 
Um, you know, I, I wasn't having to give the Amazon fee. And so I had, that was like, at least meant that I wasn't losing, you know, I wasn't making no money, um, during that. Time. How are you fulfilling those orders though? So as of like, at that point, I was not using a 3PL and, and actually because I wasn't driving traffic, um, yet, and there weren't very many orders. So this is kind of funny, but my mother is retired and she lives in the U S and I, the returns, you know, my products are expensive. And so mm-hmm. you have the choice of where to send your Amazon returns. Do you send them some, you know, to your home or somewhere else, or do you have Amazon destroy them? So I send them to my mom and the ones that, that come back, a lot of them come back still in the packaging. So she just repackages. Um, and the ones that are, you know, look like they haven't been used, but they've been open. She will like wash iron and repackage them. And so she sends those out for me. She like has a whole system now. She loves that she gets to be involved in my business since we don't, you know, live close to each other. That kind of, she feels connected. And basically those are Amazon returns. So that's like, you know, money that basically I'm kind of making out of nowhere because, um, otherwise I would just be losing inventory. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. I didn't, I didn't realize you were, you were doing that. So you you said that even during the pandemic though you you uh did you launch a new brand or were you just expanding that 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 you know core brand that that you have like uh and, and launching new products under there I launched a new line of products of of skincare products under my current brand um and during okay. over the last year I have been working and developing a new line of skincare products with a business partner that's separate and we haven't launched yet um it that that product line, we really want to, um, hit the ground running. Whereas, you know, with my, with my first Amazon business, it was like, I started with one variation and, you know, one, I think my first order was 300 units. Um, and I didn't have a website or social media yet. You know, I kind of started it right as I was doing my business. Whereas with this new brand, it's, it's really content focused. So it's going to be kind of educational and fun. Um, and have the product line. So that one, we're going to launch a few products all at the same time and, and have like a great website that has a lot, cause we're a lot of focusing on educational content and blogging and podcasting, um, and the social media thing. So we're doing that kind of differently, which is like, you know, you, you, you start when you're first starting in business, you do with what you can, right. You know, you, you grind yeah. and, my all my stuff was done on Fiverr. It was you know me sending stuff to to guys on Fiverr, um, and I did it on an absolute shoestring. Um, and then I've like as now that I have been in the business for several years, and I I know what number one what I think works and what doesn't, and I, I have a good feel for customers. But I also know what I like doing as well. Um, and so and I feel more confident making a bigger investment. Uh, you know, starting this time because, um, I have the experience and so I'm, I just feel more confident in that. So sure. that I'm really excited about. How, how did you and your partner choose this, this niche or this line? Like, like, was it just, is it just something you're passionate about? And you're like, Hey, I think we can, we can do this. Or, or did you use like traditional methods and hmm, it seems like there's some opportunity here, uh, because of this or that, or, or how did you guys, uh, land upon this new niche? Well, you know, Bradley, I'm a bit of a rebel. I never do anything the way I'm supposed to do it. Um, And actually, it's a fun story. So um, my business partner is the husband of someone I've known in the Amazon world for a long time, Brendan Pettit. Um, So I knew Brendan from, we went to China together, and 
he um, knew this new line of skincare products. I really have a passion for like natural organic skincare for women. And I, we were going on a retreat in Mexico and he said, you've got to talk to my wife about this stuff. She loves it. Actually, he, he they weren't married then. He proposed on that trip, which was sweet. Um, so I met her and we just bonded immediately and totally fell in love. And she told me of this idea for a women's line that she had. And it has a super cute name. And I was like, oh my God, I love it. And I I gave her the whole, I like basically, I was so excited about it. I gave her a whole brand story of like, this is how it should be marketed. Like this kind of idea, this kind of voice, you know, really empowering women, you know, to, to love themselves from the inside out and all this. And at the end of the trip, she said, well, do you want to do it with me? And I was like, OMG, heck yes, I do. <laughs> And yeah, so we started it from there. I mean, I think a month after we met, we had our, our LLC together. So um, that's that's just another kind of tip too for people who are listening to this. Um, if you haven't been to an event, any event um, for e-commerce sellers, Amazon sellers, definitely, definitely go. Because aside from the content, you meet people. I mean, over the last four years, the people that I have met at events have changed the course of my life. I mean, Bradley, that's why I'm here talking to you because we met at an event two years ago, was yep. it two years ago in Vegas. And I was like, just yep, yep. so stunned by your amazing dance moves that I was like, Hey, oh who goodness. are you? Let's be friends. <laughs> I was stunned by your amazing arm sleeve of a tattoo. Uh, like it's very hard to rock uh, an elegant dress. And then that, um, I mean, you, you're just like, wow, who is this person? <laughs> and then when I heard your story, I was like, yep, she, Anne is definitely coming to the podcast. And sure enough, uh, it was one of the most uh, you know popular ones we've we've had. But the, I, I love it. I mean, I've been saying on the show forever, guys, that how important it is to to network as I mean, in just in just general life. But it seems like it's even more so the case when you're talking about the Amazon world, because, you know, you never know what might come come up out of it. You know, and it might be a collaboration on a new company. How much, uh, if you don't mind me asking, like how much are you guys having to invest initially here, you know, into like your, your first orders and getting everything uh, set up? Well, between the orders, the photography, um, the web design, because we're launching it, we're, we're launching Amazon and Shopify at the same time. It's probably like twenty to $30,000 at the end of it, which is not too much, you know, at the end of the day. You know, if you're launching any business that wasn't online, you would be spending so much more than that. You know, it seems like a ton of money for an e-commerce business. But, um, yeah, it's definitely compared to brick and mortar businesses a lot less. Cool. Cool. Okay. Now, I, I know I, I, my mind always just flips back and forth between different things. But I just remembered something. When we talked last, you know, it, it wasn't a big part of your income. But, you know, I know one of the businesses you had was you were running a, a a hostel down there in in Costa Rica, but correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you've sold that uh, since then, and then is pretty much e-commerce uh, 100% of of your income now. Yes, it is. So it was very exciting. I had my it was exciting, it was sad too. I had my hostel for eight years, um, and when my Amazon business really took off, it became very evident that the hustle was a lot of work and a lot of ha hassle for not very much money. Not, not the hostel was hassle. Yeah. Hostel hassle. Um, <laughs> not the customers, like the people and the travelers who came were amazing, but maintaining a building, um, 
that is used by 30, 40 people in a tropical climate by the beach, um, dealing with contractors in Costa Rica and government stuff and tax. It was just all, uh, you know, it was just a lot of legwork. Um, and, and Amazon was just so much easier and made so much more money. So I put it for sale and it actually sold sight unseen. They bought it during when quarantine, when our borders were still shut, but they are very happy. They're loving it. Um, and I bought a house out in the country, in the forest by a beautiful natural, uh, a beach that's part of a nature reserve. So yeah, definitely, you know, living the dream life. Like it, it's, I, not to sound, you know, cause all those Instagram people and they post all these like amazing filtered photos of all this stuff. And, um, yeah, yeah. you know, I never want to, I'm not saying that to, to be like, wow, look at me and look at what I do. But I literally, I pinch myself. I mean, I have a full gratitude slap in the face like every day because this was never like my goal. This was when I was young. This was never the life that I dreamed of having. Um, my dreams were not this good. <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. everything just kind of happened um, organically. But I, I really think you know, all of us who are entrepreneurs, we are different. You know, we believe in doing things a different way. We believe yeah. in ourselves. We believe in in living a different life than than we were told to do, than we were programmed to do in university or school or whatever. And sure. um, I just kind of, you know, I really want to encourage people to make your dreams big because what is achievable is incredible. And, and the steps don't always go in the order that you think they're going to go. Um, but if, if there's something that you want to change, I think it's really important to have the balls to change it. You know, if you don't like where you live or you're always looking at pictures of people living on the beach and saying, God, I want to live at the beach. That would be so amazing. But you just think, well, I grew up here. This is where everybody is. You know, that's, it doesn't have to be that way. Moving to the beach is not that hard. Living in a city might be your thing too. Um, and that's cool, but you know, anything you dream up, you can achieve it. It's pretty amazing. You know, if we just really put our minds to it. Yeah. You know, you know, let's stay with this for a little bit and let's switch gears from Amazon strategy. We'll, we'll get back to that. But, but as far you know, out of all my, the, my people I know, um, you're, you're probably one of the foremost, I would say, who, who's really just has their mindset game like on a next level and, <laughs> and and so positive and you mentioned instagram and stuff but like you know i'll go on your instagram sometime and you're like jumping around like a crazy person <laughs> you know in, in your room in the morning and i'm just like man how does she get all this energy and and positivity and stuff and what people i think don't realize is that you know doing things like this uh, other other good things that are business related, you know, come from it. Like sometimes, you know, you're not going to find a product or you're not going to be presented with opportunities or things aren't going to come to you if you're just in this just work nonstop mode or just depressed mode all the time or feel sorry for yourself mode. So like, can you talk a little bit about how, you know, like your your, your mindset and, and, and the kind of exercises you do has helped you? Because I would imagine that your mindset now is like 1 billion percent different than when you were working 90 hours a week as a lawyer, you know, uh, in Europe. So, so can you talk about that transition from then to now and some of the things that, that have contributed to you being such the positive and energetic person you are now? Absolutely. And this is like my favorite thing to talk about. And I, I think it's great that more and more entrepreneurs are getting into self-development. Um, although I think that sometimes as <laughs> type A people, we can take self-development kind of too seriously. And we think being a, you know, 
being successful and fulfilled, it's like we set the schedule. We got to wake up at 5 a.m. We got to meditate for 10 minutes. We got, you know, we want to make more to-do lists. Um, But it means a lot to me, Bradley, that you said, you know, that you think that you see me as really happy and that I have an amazing mindset because, you know, just for everybody to know, I was not always like this. And I spent most of my life um, feeling very differently. And, you know, when I was Mm. working as a corporate lawyer, working 90 hours a week, I was miserable. I was diagnosed with chronic stress and told that I should sign off work for at least two months because I was on the verge of a mental breakdown. I mean, if you ask me how I was, like my tears would just shoot out of my eyes, like without me meaning to, you know, it was just that Mm -hmm, level mm -hmm. of stress was so high. And because of that, I was abusing substances, you know, trying to escape. I was angry and I was the person who like never talked about feelings either. You know, when I first started dating the father of my kids, he's, he's like very sensitive and loves talking about the feelings. And and he'd ask me how I'm doing. And I'm like, oh, shut up. You and your feelings. I'm fine. Leave me alone. And I have to tell you, actually, the first kind of change that I made in that direction was when I was at, I was starting my Amazon business. And when I started Amazon, I was actually very miserable. I was pregnant with my second daughter. We were broke. We were really struggling for money because, you know, we already had a kid. It was low season. You know, we were going to be a family of four instead of my business, you know, my hostel only supporting one of us. Um, My ex and I were fighting loads, you know, and, and I just, I felt like I was very much at a dead end and I was really upset. I went to, um, an Amazon event and what struck me, especially coming from corporate law was that I met so many, you know, kind of celebrity sellers, you know, people that I'd seen online, like, sure. uh, Devin DeRoche and Athena Severi and Angie Chacon. And I was like, Oh my God. And I met them and they were so happy and helpful And, you know, I think when you succeed at a business that fulfills you or like e-commerce, you know, if you're successful in e-commerce, you do everything on your own time. You know, it's very, I think you tend to be more likely to not only be successful financially, but successful in life. And when you are fulfilled, you know, it's like all you want to do is help everybody else to be as happy and successful as you are. Getting involved in the creative process was so fun. I'd never been creative in my life and having to do, I had to do my own photo shoots because I didn't have money for product photography. Um, I, it like awakened this creative side in my brain and I fell absolutely in love with it. And I'm actually just, I'm making a new website and I was writing the, you know, the philosophy of our brand for the about us page and saying, you know, Mm -hmm. actually this brand has never been about the bottom line. It's about serving, you know, the community, this community of people who I love so much and just showing that there's a better way to do business, you know, to make things that are eco-friendly, to make things that are good for the environment, to, to support kind of natural parenting and this different way of doing things like that's always been number one. So awakening, you know, developing that sense of fulfillment was really important to me. And the biggest lesson that I've learned in, in what I teach to entrepreneurs when I, I, I teach breathwork to entrepreneurs, which is so fun. Real, real quick, for those who don't know, can, can you just, you know, say say what that like, what does what breath, breathwork uh, mean? So I teach kind of like a Wim Hof style of breathwork. So if you're interested in it, you can Google Wim Hof and see because it would take me a long time to explain. But mm-hmm. basically, you're breathing very deeply for several rounds, hyper-oxygenating your body, which is so good for your body. And then after breathing several rounds, you take a deep breath in, you let all the air out of your body and you hold your breath. 
And we do that for like three or four rounds. And on the fourth round, I mean, you can hold your breath for three, four, five minutes. I was at an event where I had people holding their breath for three minutes who'd never done breath work before. And when you are holding your breath, but you don't need to breathe because your body is full of oxygen, you, you go into this really incredible meditative state. I mean, physically, it's great for your body, all that oxygen circulating. It supercharges your immune system. It activates your parasympathetic nervous system and deactivates your sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight. I love taking entrepreneurs out of their heads and into their bodies because we get so stuck in our heads. You know, we have a million things going on. The buck stops with us. Our to-do lists are super long. We spend all day in front of the computer. Um... But what I have found over the last three years that I've really been doing this is when you get into your body, um, everything changes and you get filled with like zest for life. And you're also really able to like let go of negative emotions. So I love bringing that to entrepreneurs because I think, you know, we need it, especially as type A worker bees. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, obviously there's different, you know, changes and cycles that we go through our life. You know, like, you know, who you were as a lawyer is different than who you are now, but as an Amazon seller, but it sounds like who you were as an Amazon seller when you first started is still completely different than both being the lawyer and being different than, than, than who you are now. So it's not just a matter of, oh, you know, I'm already working for myself. You know, I don't have a 90 hour a week job. We as Amazon sellers, absolutely can get sometimes stressed out. You know, Amazon is not rainbows and unicorns, you know? No. All of a sudden it's like, nope, sorry, you can't uh, you can't send any inventory in or whoops. Uh, we're suppressing your listing because, you know, uh, we think it's a pesticide, uh, you know, even though it's a coffin shelf or whatever thing, you know, like things happen. And and if you don't have the the mental fortitude or, or the ability to, to deal with this stressful things, yeah, I mean, it's true. You know, like, you know, some people might might just say, oh, this is just a bunch of hippie stuff here. But guys, you know, like <laughs> anybody who's been depressed or, or has something bad happen, you know that you can get in your feelings or whatever you guys want to call it. If you don't want to call it energy or positive energy and negative energy, you guys know what we're we're talking about. And if you don't have an outlet, you know, for these things, it's going to not only keep you down, but guess what? When you're when you're down, you're not feeling creative. You're, you're not feeling motivated to to expand your business. You're, you're not uh you're going to miss things, you know, um, and it's that's just not good, regardless if you're an Amazon seller or not. Yeah. I mean, I remember in my first year selling on Amazon, you know, I had like a shipment upheld and I got I had some stuff happen and I would freak out and I would message people. I would call Amazon 10,000 times. I'd message other sellers and mentors like, oh, my God, what do I do? And I'm like harassing Amazon. I'm not you know, looking for a creative way to solve the problem. Um, And it just really stressed me out and everything took longer. And, you know, now I have faced, now there's a lot more at stake. You know, now when my business gets shut down, I'm losing $30,000, $40,000 a month profit, like way more than that in revenue. Um, But, you know, when my, when my, I was away in Mexico when my, shipment was, you know, basically Amazon wouldn't check it in. And I'm watching the days get closer to prime day and I'm out of stock of everything. And it went more than a week. And then I started to freak out and I just thought, you know what, there's nothing I can do about this. So I'm either going to let it eat me alive or I'm going to enjoy what I'm doing. And I'm just going to trust that things are going to work. And the other thing is when you, yeah, when you get out of your 
Because what happens when you get really stressed, you go to your monkey brain, fight or flight, which is super reactive and turns off any creativity, right? Because you're meant to just focus when, when you're brain is in fight or flight, it's saying focus on like survival. Um, and even with something like solving problems with Amazon, you need your creativity to be able to control yourself, take a deep breath, step back and say, okay, how can I go at this at a different angle? Um, you know, for me, when I had that shutdown, I realized, oh, you know, the way I need to remind them when it was taking extra long, I was like, I need to remind them how much money we're talking about here because they're going to have to pay me for this if they've lost it in their warehouse, right? Because it had been delivered, yeah. but they hadn't checked it in. So, um, and and doing that worked like a charm. Um, but, you know, to have those kind of creative solutions, I had the pesticide thing too, man. On a product that is like aloe and witch hazel it's 100 percent natural it's aloe witch hazel and essential oils and these and it's for like use on the human body and they said that it was a pesticide i was like oh god you guys oh amazon yeah so guys you know um don't i hope you guys i hope people didn't tune out you know sometimes the the, the traditional i bet i bet and you uh, six years ago or seven years ago start here talking about this or hear a podcast you've been like ah oh, what is this nonsense that they're they're, they're talking about. Um, so I'm sure other people might have be, you know, might be on the same wavelength, but we can see how far you've come. And uh, guys, you know, just keep an open mind about these things. You know, everybody should have an open mind to anything that can help them win on Amazon. And and we talk about the, the, the catchphrase of this show is, you know, serious strategies for serious sellers. And, and people just think that S word, the strategies word is only about Amazon strategies or launch or PPC. But, but guys, guess what? You know, uh, being a successful entrepreneur, is not just about the the actual business strategies you do, but but it's your mindset strategies, it's your 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 lifestyle strategies. It's there's so much more involved, and so so make sure to 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 keep an open mind with this stuff. But but let's go ahead and go back to the actual Amazon world again, and and talk about what you've done. You know, in the last year, you talked about or we already talked about. You know, you're launching products, you're preparing a new brand launch. Was there anything that was like a pleasant surprise that that happened in the last year, like? You know, maybe something went viral with an influencer that you didn't expect and got a whole bunch of sales or or all of a sudden you started getting on page one for this keyword that you had no idea you were even relevant for and got sales. We talk about the L's that, that we all took, you know, with the inventory, but what's a W, you know, what, what's, a, what's a win for you last year? Um, you know, I think the, the win for me has really been that I've had, I've really had to focus on m- making everything as amazing as it could be. So I really fine tuned all my listings because it was, you know, one of those things you realize there's all these new sellers, right? And it's like, okay, well, what is the way that I can stand out? And, you know, to be honest, Bradley, I'm not like the super strategy person, you know, but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to anyone who is like, man, a, a lot of this stuff is very overwhelming. I mean, luckily we have tools like Helium 10 for, you know, product research and all of this stuff and, and and the profits, because without tools for doing that, I would be so lost. And my life has gotten so much easier in the last few years as like more and more things have come out. But, you know, I my business went to seven figures in, in less than two years based on, you know, me really optimizing my listings and me really focusing on the creative because I didn't have a bunch of money. Um, and, you know, to do a very expensive launch with, you know, tons of giveaways. And I didn't have 
Um, and, and the strategies for me, you know, I'm, the data and analytics is not um, necessarily my strong suit. So I think it's really important to focus on the things that, that you're good at um, and use tools to help you for things that, you know, you're not good at or to hire people to do the things that you don't want to do or that they can do better. Um, yeah. But on my listings, you know, I really, really looked at every single listing that I have and thought, how can I really make this stand out? Um, and, you know, everybody has different strategies, but um, I, I'll just share a story about, um, for example, photography. I have, in my listings, I really focus on lifestyle photos, and I don't really look at what other people are doing in their listings that much. Or if I do, I'm like, I like how they did this photo. You know, I, I love, for example, in in photos of like supplements or skincare where they have all the ingredients, like pictures, like if it has lavender oil, like a photo of a lavender thing all surrounding the product. I think that looks, that's a great visual for people. So I see that and I think, okay, I like that. How can I make it better? How can I make it prettier? I mean, I sell to women, so I want to make things look very beautiful. If you sell to men, it's like, how can you make it more bold and more eye-catching? Um, my the girl who helps me with my social media, she has also does some other Amazon sellers, and she lives here in Costa Rica. She's a good friend of mine, and um, she has done product photography for some other sellers. Like they'll send her the products, and she arranges a photo shoot. And I've had I've seen because um, we did a photo shoot uh, at my house using my kids, and the sellers just wanting to do the exact same photos as what's on somebody else's Amazon listing, like literally exact same. And I think, you know, these days, like there are so many sellers and there's so many of the same products. And, you know, now we have so many of the Chinese sellers selling their own products. So their prices are lower. So if we can't compete on price, then, you know, and, and I don't all of the, every single product I sell is more expensive than, either a hundred percent or 90% of the other products. Um, I love that. We talked about that in the last episode. So guys, that's one of the reasons you need to check out that last episode. You keep hearing Anne in this episode, talk about how much profit she's making. It's not because she found some supplier that can source this stuff for one fifth, the price everybody other, other factories can. It's because instead of playing the, the whole race to the bottom game and just trying to have the lowest price, she went the opposite. And as she just said, went for the highest price and then uh, a luxurious and and you know higher price feel, and it's worked wonders for her. So I was I was literally going to ask you that if because I know you obviously did that a year and a half ago, but I wasn't sure if some of these newer ones that you were doing you were still using that method or not. Yeah, I I use that method with everything. I don't want to compete at the bottom, and I also for me personally, I don't. I'm not trying to attract the customers who are looking for the cheapest price. I'm trying to attract the customers who want to buy quality products you know, that are good for them, that are organic, that are good for the environment. That's my ethos. So my strategy is always make it the best. Like the product has to be the best. What crazy cool ingredients can I use in skincare? How can I make it organic? How, what, what amazing smells can I use? You know, for my other products, it's like, how can I make it more eco-friendly? How can I make the, you know, what, what cool colors, how can I make it more stylish? But it's always, how can I make the product better? And then the packaging, like packaging and images are so, so, so important. Um, And I always really like to focus on that. And I think we talked about this in the last episode, but when you're looking for packaging ideas and image ideas, I think it's a great strategy to look on Instagram and Pinterest because 
off Amazon brands have to work harder at branding. You know, on Amazon, you can, you just put your listing up and you're in a list, you know, of people. But when you're off Amazon brands work really hard at that. And so on Instagram, Instagram was the inspiration for my first product that did so well. And why that product did so well was I did a product that was doing great off Amazon. Like they don't sell on Amazon. They still don't. Um, but expensive, but beautiful, stylish, ideal lifestyle. And um, and I thought, nobody's doing this on Amazon. So I did it. Um, and I did it in my own way. And I always think, like, don't look and say, how can I make my listing like this other listing? Take the pieces that you like from everybody's listings and think, how can I make this better? How can I communicate a better message? How can I make it more beautiful or more exciting or to stand out more because I especially especially now given everything that's happened over the last year with the global pandemic so many more people are shopping online um Mm -hmm. you know not only because so many stores have closed it's not that people don't want to go to stores a lot of them have closed and and customer purchasing behavior is different so people now Amazon used to be a place where people went to look for the cheapest products Um, now that's very different. And Amazon is giving all these tools for brands, you know, video, um, brand story that you can tell stuff like that. So, um, I think people there, there's definitely the market and they are underserved of people who want quality products. You know, they want to buy on that kind of more high end. And if you can sell high price products, I can tell you, you are going to make way, way, way more money. And if, if your brand stands out and is different and has a great story and a great message and you support a cause or, you know, that kind of ethical marketing is something that I like to teach about too. I think every brand should have an ethical component these days because it's good for you. Like it's a win-win. Customers love it. You make more money because they'll buy from you. Um, and it's good for the environment. So whether you're using eco-friendly or um, organic, or you're donating to a cause. Um, I do all of those things. And I, I tell that story on my page and people love it. Um, I'm able to donate to this cause that I really care about. I know I'm selling good products, but people are choosing me. Um, there's a study that found that 92% of millennials will buy from an ethically, uh, will buy from an ethical company over, over their competitors. So that's a great huh. way to stand out on Amazon. Cool, cool. Now, speaking speaking of that, you actually um, you know talked a little bit before about some of the uh, off Amazon advertising you're doing, or not necessarily advertising, but just presence, I guess, social media presence. So I think you mentioned like YouTube channel, and that was one of the reasons why you were still getting a lot of Shopify hits and things. What's your general strategy there? Like, like, are you just like, is it like you're just personally vlogging about your brand or are you just using videos from other people or, or what, what, how do you decide what content to put out about your brand? Because obviously it's successful if people, you know, were looking for your product so much. Um, I do video tutorials, which is like so great on so many levels and I stumbled mm-hmm. on it accidentally. So my first product kind of needs some explanation of how to use it the right way. And I was doing the instruction manual and I'm like, oh my God, this is so hard to explain in paper. And if people don't know how to use this the right way, they're going to return it. 
So, and I saw this other brand, you know, other brands that made the same products off Amazon, they had these videos and this was before, this was years before Amazon allowed videos on listings. Um, But I saw they had videos on their website. So I made three video tutorials. I had a crappy camera and no microphone. The sound is awful. The lighting is awful. I was so nervous. I was like shaking and sweating. Um, And I just put like how to use this product and in the description talked about my product and Actually, those videos just kind of organically ranked. Um, but I did talk to Tatiana James about YouTube. Um, I love Tatiana. And yep, yep. she I said, it's, you know, you really want to focus in the title. If you're posting a YouTube video about something, look like Google what or search in the YouTube search bar what you would search for if you, you know, if you were the customer, yeah. you know, like how to make great pizza or like the best nonstick pans or something like choose what you would search for in the search bar and then look at the titles of the top ranking videos and then make sure that your title is like basically at least the first few words are exactly the same. And that's really helpful. Um, so yeah, those videos started ranking and then I started to just use YouTube is an opportunity to talk about, I mean, I talk about mom life and I use it as a platform to kind of showcase my brand story, mm-hmm. but I show how to use all of my products. And the, aside from people finding you on YouTube, the great thing is that I get, I mean, I sell seven figures. I have done every year for the last four years. I get like two customer service questions a month. And my products yeah, are not yeah. easy to use. Like if I didn't have those videos, I, I'd have to have a staff member like answering, you know, so sure. it saves me hundreds of dollars a month in hiring a VA to answer all those questions. But people like a tutorial and unboxing, if you make a kitchen product, for example, showing how to use the, you know, showing a cool recipe using your product. I mean, video is the thing that everybody wants these days. Like, you know, when, when you get to the stage that you can, um, I think everybody should be focusing on video in every aspect, YouTube, Amazon, Instagram, your own website should just all have as much video as you can put on there. I like it. I like it. Now you, you've, you've been talking a lot about strategies, uh, both, you know, lifestyle mindset, Amazon, uh, you know, uh, like we did last year when you were on the show, we we have this thing we call that st- or the TST thirty second tip. So it doesn't have to be thirty seconds, but just to close it out, you know, uh, what's something that's, uh, you know, not going to take ten minutes to to describe how to do, but it could be a, a a breathing technique, it could be a mindset technique, meditation, it could be a PPC. I mean, anything at all. What would you like to uh, to share with the audience? Okay, I'm going to share two things. Let's see if I can do it really quickly. When you wake up in the morning, put on really loud music and jump around like a crazy person. Just shake your body out, shake off all the sleep, like literally jump up and down, stop, make some noise if you want to, but like shake off the night, shake off yesterday and be ready to start the day fresh. Um, You can also follow me at at moondancer.puravita and see videos of me doing that. Um, And also- By the way, guys, if you do that, please tag both myself, (laughs) h10bradley on Instagram and- and Anne at that address she just gave you, and then we'll repost you because I want I want to see you guys doing it. I want to see you guys doing it. Yes, let's start a movement. I will tell you that I made people do this at the last event I was at in Miami, and everybody was awkward at first. I said, I know this first one is going to feel awkward, but do it at home. I'm telling you, you'll love it. And everyone who did it went, they were like, wow, this is amazing. 
My Amazon strategy tip, really, if you don't have video on your Amazon listing, do it. Look at other people's videos and you will see it does not have to be fancy. You talk into the camera and show your product um, or you show smile. Like the, the power of smiling, happy people using your product is amazing and people love video so much. So you can really, or just opening the box and then, and then moving to showing somebody use it. People love to see video. And I know so many people get intimidated because they think it has to be this super pro video. I have made expensive super pro videos and those videos have like a couple thousand watches on YouTube. My first three majorly amateur me fat and sweating with like, cause I just given birth. Um, with terrible sound, have hundreds of thousands of views. So people love oh, wow. authenticity. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Anne, thank you so much for joining us. Um, like I said before, you're, you're an inspiration to, to to many out there. I'm sure a lot of people are going to get a lot out of this episode as well. And and in 2022, we definitely like to uh, reach out to you to see how that, uh, that new joint venture that you're doing uh, came out and then how you've expanded your own brands. And, and, and who knows, maybe... Uh, Maybe you'll you'll do the first ever like Amazon seller retreat just for like you know hey here's some <laughs> breathwork uh, breathwork retreat in Tulum or or there in Costa Rica I'll be the first one to sign up. Awesome. Well, I'll keep that in mind, Bradley. I w- I would love to I would love to get you doing some breathing and crazy dancing with me. I love it. Let's do it. All right. Thanks, Lyon. We'll see you later. Bye, Bradley. Thank you.